The Lord is good and all the times. It's always pastor that finishes with and that's his nature. <laughs> we should always finish and that's his nature. Amen. For he never changes. Hallelujah. I praise God for yet another day that the Lord has blessed us with. Just to come before him. Just to worship him. Just to be in his presence and just be immersed in, immersed in his presence. Hallelujah. So we thank God for the worship time. Um, and also this time that God has given us just to hear his word and just to go into a time of prayer. As you know, June is the month of prayer and fasting. And since 1st June, and now it's 20 June, we're going towards the end. Amen. <laughs> I know people can't wait to go back to the munching and everything, but we praise God for such a wonderful time that we've been having since we started the the, the prayer and the fasting has just been amazing how we've seen God moving and just doing amazing things. Just, 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 just experiencing the presence and just being immersed in, immersed in his presence. Hallelujah. There's so many things that we've been praying for from the 1st of June up to now. And I believe that God is answering us and has answered us. We've heard about so many testimonies and God has just started there's still more that he wants to do. Amen. Amen. So, I've come before you this morning just to share a bit before we go into a time of prayer. You know, as I was uh, preparing myself towards the month of May, when I knew that we will be going into prayer and fasting, if there's one thing now that I was looking for is that, God, I don't want to get into this month to be praying, to be fasting, and in the end, not experiencing anything from God and any move. Amen. I know sometimes we can get into the culture of getting news that we know June is the month that we always pray and that we always fast. December is the month that we always pray and that we always fast. But one thing that I was praying to God for is God. May you position me into a place that you know that as long as I, am, I have positioned myself here, I'll be able to catch whatever you've prepared for me in this month of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. So I know God has a way of blessing us in any way that he can, but most blessings and breakthroughs do not, ju do not just come by us just sitting and just observing and just saying, oh, this is how... Oh, this is how we are taught that we should pray. Oh, these are the prayer items for today. But as long as we position ourselves, as long as we position ourselves, then we'll be able to receive those breakthroughs, those blessings, those miracles, everything that God has prepared for us. Hallelujah. So I want today to remind each other that as we are praying for breakthroughs, as we are praying for these uh, blessings, as we are praying for these miracles, as we are praying for all these things that we are praying for, all I want us to remember is to keep asking ourselves, have we positioned ourselves rightly for us to receive all these? Let us go to Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. I'll read the whole chapter. I know Ruth um, only has about four chapters. I love the story of Ruth, and I just wanted us to just read 
um, chapter 1, the others I'll just, I'll just explain a bit. Ruth chapter 1. If we found it, the say amen. So, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kirion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Opa and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Marlon and Kilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Naomi and Ruth returned to Bethlehem. Verse 6. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you, kind show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, and my daughters, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you. Because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi. Your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there, I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me. Be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, 
but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you for your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, may you speak to us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So, as I said, Ruth only has about four chapters. And as you can see in the first chapter, it gives us a, a brief history of, of Naomi as well as Ruth. I just love Ruth's character. She's so determined. She's that person that even though things are happening to her and whatever challenges she's facing, she still, you know, she still pushes on. She's one of those people who go like, you know, like, even though things are not well for her, but she still tries to, 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 to go ahead. She doesn't want to focus on anything that's happening around her. You know what I mean? But she wants to focus. She just keeps focusing on, on, on the things that are ahead. So as I said, uh, Naomi was married before, as we read with Elimedek. But unfortunately, she lost her husband. And in the process, both of her sons also passed away. And when we look at how it went from the time that they had moved from there, where they were and there to a foreign land, and then in that land, this misfortune happened. And then when they heard that in their land now, there was no longer famine, she decided to go back. But unfortunately, Naomi was full of bitterness. You know how it is that sometimes you can be so bitter and just be grumpy throughout with whatever things are happening in our lives and not focus and lose the opportunity of focusing what God is doing for us. And I see that Ruth was a blessing in Naomi's life. If Ruth did not take up that, 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 that she kept pushing, like, you know what, I know this has happened to us. But she kept pushing and pushing. And through that, as we read even in the other chapters up to chapter 4, we see that the blessing came upon them. Amen. Through Boaz. So, we meet these two women by the name of Naomi and Ruth. And we see by the end of chapter 1 that both of them had been through so much. We see Naomi had to uproot her family, as I said, because of famine and move to a foreign country. She lost her husband, she lost her two sons, and she was so broke, she didn't have any money. You know how it is back in the days, if there was no man figure in their lives or any male, then economically they weren't stable. Amen. And we see that Ruth is Naomi's daughter-in-law, and she had also both similar experiences just as Naomi. She was broke, she was single, she was hungry due to the famine, she had no father, she had no mother, and she had no children with the son of Naomi. When the husband died, she did not leave any child with her. She is the one that now is in a foreign country when now Naomi had to go back to her country. And no matter how committed and loving Ruth was, she still had to do it and deal with her bitter mother. And I love how it's so funny that Naomi said, 
you don't have to call me Naomi because I am so bitter, you know? And she literally changed her name to bitter. As we see in what? Chapter, uh, verse 20. Both Naomi and Ruth had been through so much things, but we see at the beginning of chapter 2, when now Ruth had to take that stand that, you know what, instead of us mobbing around, instead of us just crying, instead of us feeling sorry for each other, she decided to go out and look for a job. She now decided to go out as it was time of harvest. So we see that through the writer of Ruth wants to know that everything was getting ready to turn around in their lives because there was a blessing and breakthrough waiting for them. In verse 1 of chapter 2, the writer says that Naomi had a male relative. It says, now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. So Ruth stood up one day and told Naomi, I want to go and pick up the leftovers of the harvest. And I thought maybe Naomi would say, ah, let's go together, you know, because they were in a similar situation. But we see Naomi sitting and just saying, yeah, you can go. So as Ruth was going to pick up the leftovers of his harvest, we see God directing Ruth to Boaz's field. You know, God has a way of directing us when we don't know or realize where we are going, but God just places us or directs us to a place where there are blessings, where there are breakthroughs, even though we do not know. So we see God directing Ruth to Boaz's field. And when she went there, she started working. And she was working so hard. And I remember that Boaz even had to ask one of the workers when he came to visit and said, who is this person? And then the worker immediately said, no, she's um, a daughter-in-law of Naomi, the one that came back. And what amazes me is the worker says, she is a hard worker. She keeps working each and every time. Since morning when she comes, she keeps working and she only rests a bit and continues working. You know, as you are a child of God, God makes people, other people speak good things for you. For blessings to come in your life. Hallelujah. So, Ruth had to take that position and say, I know this is happening, but let me take my position, stand up and, st and do something rather than feeling sorry for myself or for ourselves. So, what is it that you're passing through right now? Ask yourself, what is it that you would want God to do for you right now? Have you positioned yourself just as Ruth did? Or are you feeling sorry for yourself? Hmm? God says, do not mop around. Do not look sad. But stand up. God will direct you. And as he directs you, that breakthrough will come in your life. That blessing you want will come in your life. That miracle you want will come through in your life. Hallelujah. So have you positioned yourself? 
Have you positioned yourself? That is the question we should ask each other this morning. Have we positioned ourselves for us to receive all these blessings, all these breakthroughs? You know, before Abraham could become the father of many nations, he had to position himself in the land of Canaan. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12. Another thing, before Esther could save the Jews from being killed, she had to first position herself in the king's palace. Esther chapter 2, remember this. It's all about positioning yourself, positioning yourself, positioning yourself. And before, I know people laugh about Zacchaeus being shot and everything, but before he could see Jesus, he had to position himself and climb that tree to be able to see Christ coming. Amen. And before Peter and the other disciples to catch that heavy load of fish, they had to position themselves and throw the net so that that fish that Christ had prepared for them to be able to catch it. It's all about positioning, positioning yourself. Amen. And we know, we always talk about Peter walking on water, walking on water. Before he could walk to Christ, he had to position himself as well. Amen. On the water, it's a matter of just positioning yourself. If he had not positioned himself on the water, we wouldn't have been talking about Peter walking on water right now. Amen. And that lady, the woman of the issue of blood, she just amazes me. After 12 years suffering and suffering, despite the crowds that were there, despite the crowds that were just surrounding Christ, she decided to position herself and go and touch Jesus' cloth. And in the end, she received her healing. Have you positioned yourself at Jesus' feet to catch what, you, what Jesus has prepared in your life or for you? Have you positioned yourself in his presence for you to catch that breakthrough, for that blessing? Ask yourself that this morning. Hallelujah. And remember, the thing that amazes me, before Jesus could reconcile us back to God, oh yes, and defeat the power of sin and death, he had to position himself at the cross, at the cross, at the cross, for us to receive life, eternal life, abundant life. Christ had to position himself. Amen. So let's ask ourselves this morning, have we positioned ourselves to receive what God has prepared for us as KICC? Have we positioned ourselves for us to receive in our families, in our marriages, in our careers, in our jobs, in our businesses? Have we positioned ourselves rightly? Amen. All I'm trying to tell you this morning is that most blessings and breakthroughs are not caught standing still. No. No ways. But when you are in position, that's when you'll be able to catch that blessing.
we have to learn how to position ourselves for blessings. It's not that we have to work for the blessings. It's just that we have to position for it when God blesses us. Amen. Habakkuk 2, verse 1, you live in translations. It says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. It's all about standing and watching, finding ourselves at the right place. And that place as we stand there, waiting for God, positioning ourselves, that's where we're going to, that's where we're going to meet that blessing or receive that blessing. Amen. I'll go to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. It says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. The Lord is saying, take up your position. It's always about taking up a position and through that we'll be able to get that deliverance. Amen. Do not be discouraged of whatever is happening. There are disappointments in life, we know that. But God wants us not to focus on those disappointments, but to take up that position and focus on what God is doing for us. Amen. You know, it's the same as when we talk about other people that I have a health issue. Oh, the doctor is telling me not to do this. Or I have this situation, a health issue. As long as you have a health issue, you know what the doctor says? You have to start exercising. Or maybe you have to start eating healthy, changing your eating habits. It's all about positioning yourself to now start doing these exercises or eating healthy. I remember the time that my father, um, he, was he was found diabetic. He was told to stop eating certain types of food and everything. And then I remember that time, he was so discouraged. And you know, when a person loves food, the people love food who understand what I'm talking about. And then being told that instead of eating this, try to eat more of these veggie, veggie things, healthy things. Instead of frying, you know, your chicken, but boil your chicken, just steam it. Just boil it. You know how it is removing that taste of the mafuta thingy and then going to the no mafuta and just basikuguyongobadisa. You know, there are other people that would want to just eat the, 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 the mafuta type of things. So it's all about positioning yourself that instead of eating this type of food, you need to now position yourself and start eating healthy. When it comes to people that love to exercise, that love to go jogging and everything, that would want to lose weight. It's all about positioning yourself and exercising 
Consistently. Consistently. It's all about consistent. Consistent. If you're consistent, then you know you'll lose weight. But if you do today, and then after five weeks, you do again, and then after four weeks, you do again, there's nothing that is going to change. You get what I'm saying? But it's about positioning yourself that each and every time I know I'll be exercising. I'll be going to the gym. I'll be, go- I'll be walking. I'll be jogging. I'll be doing this. And then the process, you start shedding off. Amen. So, you can't expect, say, to lose weight if you're not doing anything. And as a business person, if, say, you're into a certain business, it's all about positioning yourself for your business to work well. I remember during the week when we were praying for, um, uh, when Pastor Sunga was leading and it was about uh, businesses and everything. And I, I remember Sister Mimi had said, I'm about 18. So people were laughing. There's this other lady in area 18 who sells um, uh, Mandasi. When I was reading about positioning, she, she came through my mind. I'm like, when it even comes to business, you're supposed to position yourself for those blessings to come. So this lady, the only time that she sells this mandasi, it's only from 4 p.m. to around half six. She doesn't do it from morning the way other people do up to the evening. But you would be amazed how many people flock to that place. It's just in the road. And when I say people, I mean people with cars. When you come to Adrian, you would wonder around four, what you'd be like, maybe something is happening. But people just stop there to buy this madras. And what she decided to do is, I'll just fry right there. When people come, they buy whilst it's just coming out from Bamoto. And I told Abuela, and you go like, ah, these VXs, these bands, this what? All because of mandasi, you know? So she positioned herself. She didn't say, let me just start frying in the morning. And you see oh, other people, you see when they carry it in the evening, they have a bucket and it's still full of mandasi. Like, it didn't work out for them throughout the day. But for her, she said, let me position myself from only this time, if it's just two hours. But the money that she makes through these two hours... The blessings, the breakthrough she received. Now it's about two years or something. But each and every day, each and every day. It's only Sunday that she doesn't do. But each and every day, people flock. People flock before they go home. And now with this weather, huh? So she decided to position herself. This is the only time that I know that I'll be able to get a breakthrough. It's a matter of getting that, you know, revelation from God. What is God saying in regards to positioning yourself? It's not about what we think. But God has a way of amazing us. When he reveals something and the breakthrough that comes, oh, it leaves people speechless. Amen. So have you positioned yourself to receive that breakthrough? That even when people say, they'll be like, ah, ah, what has happened in my sister's life? Amen. So, we can't expect to grow as Christians until we have positioned ourselves to grow. Amen. As we have positioned ourselves to grow, that's when we can grow as Christians. So, I see Ruth 
as we go in chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, that she kept positioning herself. She kept going and then through that, Boaz recognized her. And as Boaz, as Boaz recognized her, she ended up receiving that breakthrough. She got a favor. There were so many that were doing it, but somehow she received favor from God. And Naomi in the end was surprised. What is happening? She even asked, what happened? Because she positioned herself rightly. So how did Ruth position herself? Number one, she did something. In verse 2 to 3, you know, Ruth had to decide not to mop around, but to take advantage of the barrier season. As I said, that she had told Naomi that I'm planning to go and collect leftovers that, that are coming from the for from the harvest that people had harvested. So we see that through that, after she did something, then we see that a blessing came through. It didn't just end there. We see that she was told, you know what? Instead of going to other fields, stay in this field. Tomorrow come again and correct as much as you can. And Boaz had to even instruct the other workers, do not do anything on her. Do not harm her. It is more like she now became, you know, one of the important people of Boaz. You know, God has a special way of just making you or bringing favor upon your life. That other people end up noticing you. Amen. You know the things that happen even in the, we can say in the workplace, you'd go like, ah, ah. but there's somehow favor just keeps following you. If there's something that's happening, ah, no, I think let's tell Cindy, Cindy's the right one, you know? Cindy's the right person for this. If there's maybe a promotion, no, I think Mimi's the right one. No, yeah, Mimi's the right one. Amen. Favor just keeps coming. Favor keeps coming. Sorry, I know I'll, I'll finish just now because we need to get into prayer. But I wanted us just to understand how important it is to position ourselves. Amen. God doesn't want us to be idle. Reverse verses 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 10 to 12. Proverbs 19 verse 15. Proverbs 10 verse 4. Proverbs 19.15 and Proverbs 10 verse 4. God doesn't want us to be idle. He wants us to work. Just as Ruth worked. She worked hard. She kept going. And through her hard work, she got that breakthrough. Amen. Number two. Do it with a good work ethic. She did everything with a good work ethic. You know, faith with works or without works is dead. I'm trying to picture if Ruth was lazy. If she decided just to also sit just as Naomi was sitting and even thinking of I think the way I am, I need to change my name to bitterness, to bitter. You know? She didn't want to just sit and mop around. 
But she decided to stand and to work. She didn't want to be lazy and through that we see she received her breakthrough. James 2 verse 14 to 26. And as you continue working hard, I said you receive favor. People people will put will put in a good word for you just as Ruth the worker put in a good word for her she didn't say anything he didn't say anything bad towards her but he recognized that hard working spirit in Ruth's life and through that he gave in a good report is there a good report coming out through whatever you're doing from others so as Ruth was working hard the worker recognized it and put in a good word and in the end blessings and favor came on Ruth number 3 we see that Ruth had a godly character in verse 10 to 16 of Ruth chapter 1 we see that it's uh, sorry chapter 2 it's because of Ruth's character that Boaz shows kindness and favor upon her So all we have to do is position ourselves to receive breakthroughs and blessings just like Ruth. And we see in their end as now the final in chapter 4, we see that Boaz now married Ruth. And through Ruth they bore Obed. And through Obed they bore Jesse. Through Jesse, David. The blessings it was it was more like the blessings kept going in the family in the family so as you position yourself rightly god has a way of blessing even the people that come generations after you generations after you amen so even today as we are praying for supernatural change i want us to position ourselves to be able to receive the supernatural change that we are praying for today amen hallelujah